TII, item 343, April 9th, 2015, iOS 8.3, and Apple Watch order time. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Gullah! Oh, yeah. My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of who I am. This episode of Today in iOS is brought to you by lynda.com. Learn the top software, creative, and business skills from easy-to-follow video tutorials at lynda.com. Start your free 10-day trial. Visit lynda.com slash TII. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and this is a Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Jeff for sending in the music you hear in the background. Jeff wrote, Hi, Rob, made this song called Labor with my iPhone 4S using the GarageBand app. For free downloads and more music, follow me at JeffJ6 on Twitter. Regards, JeffJ. Well, thanks, Jeff, for the music. And folks, I'll put the full song at the end of the episode. Also want to thank Nick for sending in the artwork for today's show. Nick said the following. Hi Rob, I have attached a bit of artwork you may like to use. I shot this using my iPhone 6 and edited using Pixelmator on my iPad Air. It was taken at the Tiwahu Spring near Pachururu in the mighty Wakatu of New Zealand. Regards Nick B. And I totally mutilated every one of those names and I am sorry Nick. Well, Nick, uh, thank you for sending in this artwork. And folks, you can see Nick's artwork in the free TII app via the bonus button for episode 343, or if you subscribe via iTunes on your computer as the album artwork, and also as a standalone post in the VIP section and at facebook.com slash todayinios. If you have some artwork and or music you have created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email it to me at todayinios at gmail.com please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. And I'm going to go, I'm really down to one song or two in my queue, almost out of music. So if you have any music that you have created on iOS device, please, please, please email it in. Today in iOS at gmail.com. For this segment of How Wrong Were They? I thought we would go back in time prior to the last new Apple product launch, the iPad and for some quotes from there. And we have the following quote. Quote, The company once notorious for its ability to upend convention and revolutionize markets may no longer have what it takes. Worry some tech journalists. Call it the iPad or the iPod, but the message seems clear. Apple may have lost its mojo. Unquote. Jeremy A. Kaplan, foxnews.com, 28th, January 2010. Remember that basic sentiment towards Apple, folks, because you will be likely hearing it over and over again for the next few weeks with regards to the Apple Watch. Apple haters need to hate. Just saying. For promo codes on episode 342, we offered up chances to win promo codes for the App Desk Calc, two words. Those were all given away last week, but hey, for more info on that app, go back and listen to the beginning of episode 342. Sadly, no new promo codes this week, Bad marketers you are if you have a paid app and did not send in codes this past week. And this is the part where I give our quick reminder. If you are an app developer or an iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook featured in the promo giveaway segment. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com 
And please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app or iBook indicating you are the dev or author. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. Under the best laid plans of mice and men category comes the beginning of this episode. Next week, I'm going to be at NAB NMX in Las Vegas, so no show next week. I plan for this episode to be out Wednesday night so that you would have the latest news for ordering an Apple Watch come Thursday night, Friday morning, depending on where you live, Friday afternoon, or even later. I had some show notes, or I had the show notes, mostly done, planned on getting um, to my recording right around 9 p.m. Figured there might be a couple more articles I'd need to look at, but basically sit down at 8 p.m., start recording at 9, and with luck be done by midnight and in bed a little bit thereafter. Yeah, it's already past midnight. Matter of fact, it's 2 a.m. and I'm just starting the recording. See, Apple went and threw a big old monkey wrench into everything by going and releasing iOS 8.3 Goldmaster to the public. Huh? Where'd that come from? So then I figured I needed to do the update tonight and read up on it and, well, you know, throw all my initial plans out the window but I guess better on Wednesday than Thursday because then I'd really be behind the ball. So yes, I did break my first rule about waiting when there's a new update because I just could not wait until the next episode, which will not be for about two weeks. All I have to say is I hope this did not break my wireless hotspot feature. I updated my iPhone 6 Plus to start with. I followed my instructions in my PDF, which... I changed the publish date to this Wednesday, so you can now find the uh, recommended PDF instructions or recommended update instructions in the TI app. Uh, Thanks to Max for that suggestion because it moved it to the top of the list. So now it has a publish date of April 8th to match when the latest version of iOS 8 was updated. Uh, This episode, of course, will be April 9th, so it's just one below this episode. Look for it at the top of the list for PDFs or second in the list for all items. Now back to the updated procedure. I did do the update via iTunes on my computer. I downloaded it to the computer first. Then I did the update after the backups and syncs. I also updated my wife's iPad mini because, you know, me going out of town. Nothing says doghouse like updating my wife's iPad right before I leave. Hopefully the update fixes an issue she's had with poor Wi-Fi. Matter of fact, the only reason I updated her early is because she's been complaining lately that Wi-Fi hasn't been working very well for her. Um, We've talked before on the show about uh, new features of iOS 8.3, but uh, here is a quick summary of those changes versus what was in 8.2. First off, lots of updates to the emojis, and the emoji list now scrolls horizontally making it easier to scan through for that perfect emoji for that perfect moment. Like, say, an octopus emoji. Because I can't count the number of times I wish I had an octopus emoji. Glad I did the update. Other changes in 8.3 include wireless CarPlay, support for Google two-factor authentication, Apple Pay support for China Union Pay Network, For us iPhone 6 Plus users in landscape mode, there is now a bold underlined italics key for, you know, underlying pet in the message. How do you like my new pet? And then you add the emoji for the octopus. Previously, that key was just a bold key. 
In portrait mode for the keyboard in Safari, this spacebar is now bigger and the period and the go keys are smaller. So less accidental periods and go tapping. Some other key improvements and bug fixes. iCloud iPhoto library has been optimized to work with the new Photos app on OS 10.10.3 and is now out of beta. iOS 8.3 includes support from BOM, Vario Ultra 20, and Vario Ultra 40 Braille displays. Additional language and country support for Siri, English as in India and New Zealand, English, Danish for Denmark, Dutch in the Netherlands, Portuguese in Brazil, Russian for Russia, Swedish for Sweden, Thai for Thailand, Turkish for Turkey. Additional dictation languages, Arabic for Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, and Hebrew for Israel. It fixes an issue that could cause podcast downloads to stall when switching from Wi-Fi to cellular networks and fixes an issue that sometimes prevented adjusting call volume. Had that happened to me last week. Then there is a long, long laundry list of additional bug fixes and feature improvements. This is the longest list of bug fixes I have ever seen by far in any update. I mean, this one really squashed a lot of bugs, or at least says it squashed a lot of bugs. Uh, improvements for performance for app launch, app responsiveness, messages, Wi-Fi, control center, Safari tabs, third-party keyboards, keyboard shortcuts, and simplified Chinese keyboard. There is Wi-Fi and Bluetooth fixes, orientation and rotation fixes, which fixes an issue where device orientation appeared upside down after pulling the iPhone 6 Plus out from your pocket. Praise the maker. I have that problem all the time. There are message fixes, family sharing fixes, CarPlay fixes, enterprise fixes, accessibility fixes. In short, this is a major update, a .x update, but a major .x update, and it's definitely not a leaning towards a double .x update. Even if it is right on the heels of 8.2 update, this is the biggest of the iOS 8 updates since 8.0. It seems with the public betas being available now for every user, not just devs, Apple has more feedback and data to fix issues in the betas quickly. So old timelines for updates are now meaningless. So we're not going to be able even to speculate when, the, when 8.4 goes beta. We'll have no idea when it's going to actually go to live. But hey, that's fun. Now we can have a lot more guesses. So what are people saying about this update? Well, into the email bag we shall go. Hi, Rob. I promise to give feedback on the iOS 8.3 update. The update went without a hitch. Apps that caused problems before are working fine. Finally, Dutch Siri. Siri is not so complete here as it is in the US. And that is mainly due to integration with third-party information, providers like cinemas, restaurants, public transport, and others. Siri is working good for me. English Siri was okay, but especially with names, it was difficult. Now those problems have disappeared, and that makes Siri much more usable. I am enjoying my iPhone 6 more now. Regards, Wilco O. Well, thank you, Wilco. Hi, Rob. My name is Colby Walsh. I just today upgraded to iOS 8.3 Goldmaster, and it is working well. Seems to have fixed some bugs that iOS 8.2 had. And then I had a question per um, audiobook. I had purchased some audiobooks through a different Apple ID that I had had a while back, and 
I can't remember the, the password on the uh, Apple ID. I have gotten a different Apple ID. And the audiobooks were still playing just fine on the Apple ID until I started syncing my iPad and iPhone with a different computer. And then it uh, screwed things up. Is there any remedies that you or anybody else know to, so that I can have my audiobooks back without having to pay for them again and without having to change this account because my mom is now using this account and I got a different one? I would appreciate it if if there is a way that I could go through and just add the audiobooks to this account. Thank you. Love the show. I'm a long-time listener, and I am recommending it to every iOS user that I know. Colby, thanks for the feedback on your iOS 8.3 update. And per your question about taking audiobooks that you purchased under one iTunes account and then trying to authorize them under another iTunes account, I don't believe you can do that. I think that's the whole reason they have DRM is to prevent those things from happening. But if anyone out there knows of a way to do that or has done this or has any suggestions for Colby, please give us a call or send us an email. And call a number, as always, is 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or you can send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Back to the main subject at hand, which is the iOS 8.3 update. Overall, I'm not finding a level of complaints or issues for this update that we've seen in the past, given the same amount of time frame. That could mean there are no real issues or that everyone is so gun-shy of updating they've held off or this time or maybe some combination of the two. I still recommend you don't update until mid-next week, late next week. Wait and see what comes up. For perspective, I did the updates during the prime time for the iPhone 6 Plus. It was almost two hours start to finish because of slow downloads and then really long update extraction process. Uh, and the iPad mini was even longer. If you wait a bit, uh, the update process should be faster for you. If you are jailbroken or plan on jailbreaking, definitely do not update. It might be a while, if ever, for a jailbreak for iOS 8.3. Remember, the 8.2 jailbreak never came to be, so don't be surprised that 8.3 does not happen either. Stay at 8.1.2 or earlier if you want to or need to jailbreak. Finally, let me know your experience with the iOS 8.3 update. The good, the bad, the ugly. Call us on our call-in number or send us an email. If you happen to be listening to this show on the podcast app, if you just tap on the artwork while you're in the episode screen, you will see a place to click on the call-in number or click on the email address. Okay, let's get right into the Apple Watch on this episode. I mean, if you don't count the first, oh, 15 minutes or so of the show where we had to talk about iOS 8.3 update, thanks, Apple. If you want to pre-order an Apple Watch, if you are 100% sure you want one, then at 12.01 a.m. Pacific time on Friday the 10th, you will want to be awake and pre-ordering your Apple Watch. I have a feeling that it's going to be a long wait if you don't get it right away. If you're on the fence and we're planning on going to your Apple store to try one on first and then order one, know that there is a very, very good chance your choice will be getting delivered well, well past April 24th launch date. Apple retail chief Angela Ardent 
is reported to have told Apple Store employees that, quote, the best way to get in line is online, unquote, meaning you really want to be online at 12.01 a.m. ordering your Apple Watch. So it comes down to this. If you are an early adopter and sure that you want an Apple Watch, 12.01 a.m. Pacific time is when you need to order one uh, on the 10th. If you are not sure, then set up an appointment with your local Apple store, which you can't set up until the 10th, uh, to try on one. Just note, by the time you do, if you then decide to order one, it will likely be May, best case scenario, before you actually see yours. If you are on the fence and an early adopter type, well, <laughs> sucks to be you. If you are on the fence and don't care if it's May, June, or later before you get one, then please take your time, try one on, and see if it's to your liking. One thing it sounds like you will not be able to do on launch day, April 24th, is walk into an Apple store with no reservation and walk out with an Apple Watch. You need to pre-order on April 10th if you want an Apple Watch on launch day, April 24th. There is no option for waiting in line, not this time, not if you want one on the 24th, that is. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. I'm thinking of getting the Apple Watch, but to help me be sure I should get one, I would like to know the advantages of it over the Pebble, regards Steve in Brisbane. Well, hi, Steve. First up, there is a nice article at iMore, which goes over what you can do and what you can't do with an Apple Watch when you're not with your iPhone. Obviously, it can still tell time. It can play music and your shows um, and show your favorite photos, up to two gigabytes of music and 75 megabytes of photos. It can track fitness info, your heartbeat and steps counts, stairs climbed and stand how much time you're standing and then the standing sit ratio, which I hope we can delete that because my stand to sit ratio, not so good. Maybe even worse than the Android to iOS ratio for malware. You can also use Apple Pay and Passbook, even when away from your iPhone. So there are some things you can do with your Apple Watch without the iPhone. With the iPhone, you can answer a phone call, even when your phone is in another room, but both are on the same Wi-Fi network. Not something you can do with the Pebble. Getting up uh, a good infographic comparing the two is probably a good idea. Uh, something I should do. Let's see if should turns into did by the time the next episode comes around. Thanks to Michael for this next one, which is a post titled, Yes, the Apple Watch app is an ad. So what? From watchware.com. And yes, so what? Right now, it's an ad, which also explains why 8.2 released so much earlier than the Apple Watch launched. Apple wanted to get this adware app on your device. And so what? Well... The what seems to be that some people are freaking out, like Apple just stuffed 10 kittens in a burlap sack and threw them into a river types freak out in some cases. Here's the thing. No one is forcing you to click on it. And eventually the app had to be installed, and it's not like you can delete other native apps, i.e. newsstand. But you can place this in a folder and be done with it if your future plans have no calls for an Apple Watch. And even if you do accidentally tap on it, it's not like it starts auto-playing some videos and it brainwashes you into buying an Apple Watch. It actually opens up to the pairing screen. It does not automatically open up to the Explore screen, which is the ad screen. 
There is also a screen for the App Store. If you click it, it tells you you can pre-order on April 10th. So maybe you'll be able to actually pre-order right from the app. In which case, it is much more than an ad right now. It would be an easy way for those that want to pre-order to do so. But likely that is not the case. It's probably just for the apps for the Apple Watch. But we'll find out on the 10th, won't we? As I look at this, I see there are three camps of people. Those that are definitely getting the Apple Watch. For them, this app may make life easier. Those definitely not getting an Apple Watch. For them, placing this in a folder with newsstand is all you need to do. And then there are those that are on the fence. For you, this app right now gives you some videos to check out and get a better feel of what the Apple Watch is and how it can be used. Or, you know, you could just wait until April 10th and then walk into an, or try to walk into an Apple Store or prearrange to walk into an Apple Store and try on one of the Apple Watches. Again, some bloggers are freaking out about nothing. Hopefully you are lucky enough to have not read or seen any of those posts by those that did not like the Apple Watch app. But for those of you that did read those, sorry, you can't get those minutes of your life back. Seems like those getting an Apple Watch without Sport in its name will be given some extra benefits from those of us that are getting the Sport model. Prior to purchasing the higher-end versions, said customers will be given the opportunity to video chat with an Apple online store rep. The rep will then try on different combinations for you, showing you what it looks like in real life. Well, except for the part that it's virtually a try-on and it's not your wrist. But the real benefits come from after purchasing said device, where you get a virtual personal assistant and Apple Watch specialists will walk said customers through the unboxing setup of the iPhone companion app pairing it to your iPhone, as well as installing some apps from the App Store. And speaking of Apple Watch apps, thanks to Chris in London for the heads up on this next one, seems there's going to be over a thousand Apple Watch apps available on April 24th when the Apple Watch starts hitting people's wrists. That according to Tim Cook, so I guess I kind of believe that story. If you are an app dev and you have already started working on an Apple Watch app, email me todayinios at gmail.com. Let me know what your app is. I'm not going to say anything on the show until it launches, but I'm just curious what you're working on or if you can give me some hints on it and what your process or what your feel has been so far on programming for the Apple Watch. I'd like to hear from you. Uh, hey, if you want, send in a recording and tell me your whole experience of programming for the Apple Watch. And if you have any speculation um, about what you think might be the first big hit game for an Apple Watch. And just in time to help sway you towards buying an Apple Watch, Apple has lifted its embargo on those in the press that they gave Apple Watches to test out. As I have done in the past, I'm going to read for you the conclusion, the ending of some of those reviews. I, I like to read just the end because I believe a lot of these writers leave what's you know, the best for last. And other parts of the articles and some reviews I've read, people try to pick and choose this good part or that bad part depending on how they want to go. But I like to just stick with the last paragraph or last sentence. From Jonah Stern from the Wall Street Journal, quote, the Apple Watch makes you look good, but the next one is bound to make you look even better, unquote. From Joshua Topolsky at Bloomberg now, quote, the Apple Watch is cool, it's beautiful, it's powerful, and it's easy to use, but it's not essential, not yet, unquote. From Scott Stein at CNET, quote, 
If you're curious where Apple is going next and have $350 to $400 to spend, the entry-level Apple Watch might be fun to explore. Everyone else, I'd wait and see how the apps shape up, how the kinks get worked out, whether any software updates help the battery life. There's a lot more time to decide, unquote. From John Gruber from Daring Fireball, quote, the single most innovative feature of the Apple Watch, the most intimate feature of the company's most personal device, will only matter if someone, if some of the people you care most about wear one too, unquote. From David Pogue from Yahoo Tech, quote, in the end, therefore, the Apple Watch is, above all, a satisfying indulgence. It's a luxury. You might buy it to bring you pleasure, and it will, much the same the way you might buy a really nice car, some really nice clothes, or a really nice entree, or a really nice watch, unquote. From Lauren Good at Recode, quote, Smartwatches are still unproven, but Apple has made a pretty strong case for them, unquote. From Ed Big at USA Today, quote, As with most first-time products, it isn't flawless or essential, but among smartwatches, Apple's watch is second to none. I want one, unquote. From Farad Manjo from New York Times, quote, It takes some time getting used to, but once it clicks, this is a power you can't live without, unquote. From Ben Baharan from Tech Opinions, quote, These little interactions, while brief, have the potential to be more personal. Love taps or even love drawings have the potential to bring deeper level of intimacy to our digital communication, unquote. And finally, from Marissa Stevenson for Men's Journal, quote, What Apple has created is a brilliant way to hold my attention for even more time over the day. And with the onslaught of new apps made just for the watch, the device can only capture more and more of it. You have to decide for yourself if that's a good thing, unquote. And you have to decide for yourself if the Apple Watch is for you, or if a Pebble will do, or if you even need a smartwatch at all. But one thing is certain. If you are still on the fence after all of that, it is probably best to sit on your credit card for a bit. Get to the local Apple store, or wait to hear what I and others have to say once we who are not beholden to Apple get hold of one and can do our reviews of the Apple Watch without worrying about retribution about saying something and not Apple giving us a the next product to review. For those whose minds are made up, 12.01 a.m. Pacific Time, that is this Friday, 12.01 a.m. Pacific Time on April 10th, that's 3.01 a.m. Eastern Time, is when you need to make sure you are up and you get yours on order. I know I'll be ordering one. This episode is brought to you by Lynda, the online learning platform with over 3,000 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills. For a free 10-day trial, visit lynda.com slash TII. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash TII. Lynda is for problem solvers, for the curious, for people who want to make things happen. Maybe you want to master Excel, learn negotiation tactics, build a website, or boost your Photoshop skills. Go to lynda.com slash TII and feed your curious mind. 
Some of the courses I think you may benefit from are iPhone and iPad Security Fundamentals by Nick Braz, iPhone and iPad Photography with iOS 8 by Sean Dugan, Getting Started with MakerBot 3D Printers by Casey Holstrin, because you need to make those new stands for your and cases for your Apple Watch, folks. One new tutorial that I saw came out last month is called iPad in Education, Deploying Shared iPads. This course is for teachers and goes through every step involved in setting up, deploying, and managing shared iPads in the classroom. But there also looks to be some cool tricks for parents looking to lock down their kids' iPads. With a Linda membership, you can watch and learn from top experts who are passionate about teaching, stream over 3,000 video courses on demand, and learn on your own schedule. Courses are structured so you can watch them from start to finish or consume them in bit-sized pieces. Browse each course transcript to follow along, take notes as you go and refer to them later, download tutorials and watch them on the go, including access on your iOS devices, create and save playlists of courses you want to watch or to share with friends and colleagues. Your Linda membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics, all for one flat rate. Whether you're looking to become an industry expert, you're passionate about a hobby, or you just want to learn something new, I want you to visit lynda.com slash TII and sign up for a free 10-day trial. Free, zip, nada. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash TII. Thanks, Linda, for sponsoring this show. Hey, Rob, it's Dave in San Jose. Um, I actually use Apple TV for everything because we cut out our cable subscription. So I uh, rent movies on Apple TV. I buy television series that I can't get any other way through app uh, through iTunes on Apple TV. And in addition to Netflix, I also have Hulu Plus, which I use a lot. Uh, I use the ABC uh, app on uh, Apple TV sometimes to catch up on stuff. ABC News, CBS News. Uh, you mentioned CNN, and actually, yeah, you need the subscription to watch live CNN through Apple TV. But otherwise, you can watch the latest breaking stories for today, and those are free. You don't need a cable subscription to watch those, and they're pretty recent, like within the last 24 hours. Um, let me see, I use Vimeo. Uh, which you mentioned. Uh, there's actually a lot of indie movie content that is available through video. Vimeo, they're actually selling content now. And um, the Smithsonian app on Apple TV is very good. PBS on Apple TV is very good. And that's about it. I'm not a big sports nut, so I've hidden most of the sports things. There are some other things that I want to explore, but I just don't have the time. So, you know, because we don't have cable anymore, I also got the uh, Amazon Fire Stick, and we have a TiVo that also has Netflix and Hulu and some other options built into it. But I find that the Apple TV is still my go-to device simply because the performance is so much better. Those other options are slower, particularly on the TiVo, and the Fire Stick from Amazon uh, is a lower image quality. There's a lot more compression artifacts on the Fire Stick than there are on the Apple TV. So I'm finding the Apple TV to be super useful, and it's my go-to device. I also uh, bought a new one at the newer, lower price for the home, and I take the Apple TV 2 that I had been using previously with me when I travel so that I can use it in hotel rooms to watch my own content. So hope that helps give you some ideas, Rob, and uh, thanks for a great show. Take care.
Thanks, Dave, for the feedback. We actually had quite a few emails come in with uh, their feedback on what they do with Apple TV other than just Netflix. Hi, Rob. Since I cut the cord last year, I have relied on Apple TV for the shows I want to watch on iTunes, movies and TV, like Downton Abbey. I also watch PBS, History Channel, YouTube, and Major League Baseball TV, and today I signed up for HBO Now. Of course, there's the old standby Netflix. Regards, Tony L, San Francisco. Hey Rob, besides Netflix, I use ABC News almost every morning, and my wife and I watch a couple show on FYI regularly. I also always use it for Apple events and occasionally for podcasts. I would use it for podcasts more, but it does not sync well with my subscribe list for my iPhone. I wish there were an iTunes U channel as well. Regards, Ben. Hi, Rob. We use Apple TV for iTunes purchased movies for the grandkids, uh, Netflix, and watching Apple events when it works. Rich. Hey, Rob. The channels on Apple TV do seem to be growing each week, and your recent comment about it seems to strike a chord with me. My wife and I, of course, watch Netflix, but lately we are using the HBO Go app to catch up on Six Feet Under. We also watch the trailers app since it's great to see the previews on the big screen and its round sound. Other than that, the other apps just sit there, so I think it's time to start hiding them, as you suggested in your recent episode. Regards, Steve M. from Detroit. Hello, Rob. I watch more than Netflix. I also watch Hulu, HBO Go, FYI, Fox Now, FX, Vivo, YouTube, and all my purchased movies in iTunes. Regards, Alex. Hi, Rob. In addition to Netflix, which we use 90% of the time, we watch both PBS stations and watch our Disney Movies Anywhere movies. We also occasionally borrow my parents' cable subscription to watch ESPN, ABC, Disney Junior on the Apple TV we, of course, also do a lot of playing uh, from our iPhones as well as uh, airplaying from our iPhones as well as watching Voodoo that way. We really need an ultraviolet app. It doesn't have to be Voodoo, which, of course, competes directly with Apple. It can be Apple's own ultraviolet app or better yet have it integrated into iTunes like Disney movies anywhere. They really need to let bygones be bygones on the ultraviolet thing. The battle is already lost. Disney is pretty much the only one giving us what we want, and they just go out on and guide it on their own. I am still impatiently waiting with you for Apple to get around to the Apple TV App Store. So you think they would have already learned from the iPhone what it means to them to have an App Store. Regards, Dave B. Hi, Rob. As cord cutter, I utilize more than just Netflix on Apple TV. I watch ESPN and HBO Go as much as Netflix. I also like the Watch ABC app. This, these do require cable provider login. Uh, thanks, Mom, for letting me borrow hers. Regards, Billy in Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, Rob. It's Glenn from Vista, California, and I'm responding to your question about what do we watch on Apple TV aside from Netflix. I also watch MLB.TV. I live outside of the market of the team that I like, so I don't miss a game. The, the, the price is pretty good if you amortize it over the course of a 162-game season. It's under a dollar a game, so that's well worth it. Another channel that I watch on a regular basis is Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O, and they have, among other things, excellent time-lapse videography. Those are just breathtaking, usually accompanied with good music. So there's two that I actively watch. There are others that I've tried and kind of have the same feeling about them that you expressed 
as you describe that there are others available. Anyway, thanks very much for the show. Keep up the good work, and I'll be listening. Thank you. Bye. I want to thank everyone that sent in voicemails and emails on that that I played and those that I didn't play on the show. Sorry, I could only fit so many in. A lot of feedback on that. But the reason I want to put all that in there is it just shows that there are a lot of people that are actually using more than just the Netflix app, which bodes well for an app store coming because I'm sure Apple's looking at this and seeing the activity. I mean, they've been adding channels. So hopefully, hopefully, when WWDC rolls around in June, there will be an announcement about an app store for Apple TV. Here's another piece of email feedback. This is my favorite type of feedback. Hi, Rob. Thanks for talking about your problem with the Southwest boarding pass appearing or not appearing on the lock screen. I flew today without any issues after following your advice. Regards and thanks, Ed B. I love when I hear that something that we said on the show helps someone out. We are now well over 2,000 members in our Google Plus community and growing. Thanks to everyone that has joined in and thanks for all the great posts. One new post in the Google Plus community that went up since the last episode came out and had a lot of comments on it was from Rick Black, who asked the following, quote, How many in this community subscribe annually to iTunes Match? If you do not, what are your reasons for not subscribing? I am trying to determine if I want to continue my subscription, unquote. He had over 29 replies. Uh, Tim G, Tosno, Myron Yu, Bob S, and Jade S all were very positive on iTunes Match. Storm G regrets renewing because he has over 25,000 tracks now, which means he has hit the 25K limit. I am not an iTunes Match user, but if you are considering it like Rick is or want to know a little bit more what people think, you should go and check out the comments in the post. And that was on April 6th, that post in the Google Plus community. And since the last episode, there were also dozens and dozens of other new posts in the TII Google Plus community, which is an Android fanboy free zone and a spammer free zone. Yep, it is the most civil Google Plus community covering iOS. Folks, go to todayinios.com slash community to join in. And thanks to all 2,000 plus of you already in the community and contributing. Quick note that Apple will have their investor call for Q1 2015 on Monday, April 27th. Expect them to talk a little bit about the Apple Watch sales, even though it is a Q2 2015 launch. I'm sure Tim's going to get his uh, bits in there, especially if it's really good news. I will either have an episode or a blog post on the evening of the 27th. More about that on the next episode. Again, the next episode will be sometime on the week of the 20th. On the rumor front, there is the rumor once again that Samsung has won the order for the A9 chips for the next iPhone. The A chips are currently being produced by TSMC. That's Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Corp. Uh, the news of the A9 win for Sammy comes from sources in the know and sources asking not to be identified. So a grain of salt, take with these reports, shall we? What uh, the Apple order means to both parties is quite a bit. Uh, as in, Apple ordered almost $26 billion worth of chips last year, or roughly 7.6% of the entire chip industry buy. So this is a customer that everyone wants, including Apple's arch enemy, Sammy. But I would say don't count TSMC out as they've previously stated that they're going to be investing about $12 billion for plants and equipment improvements through 2015 and 2016. 
So maybe Sammy wins the A9 and TSMC wins back at the A10. Speaking of the next iPhone, a couple of rumors coming out. One is that the next iPhone will not be the iPhone 6S. It will be the iPhone 7, and it will be a major update, including Force Touch. Uh, another rumor on the iPhone front is that there will be an iPhone 6C. So essentially, just an upgrade to the iPhone 5C. It'll be the same size. So the rumor about there being a 4-inch iPhone, one that's the same size as the current iPhone 5S and 5C, uh, will now become the 6C. So the smallest of the iPhones would be the plastic one going forward. Then you'd have the iPhone 6 size, the metal at 4.7, and then the 5.5-inch, 6 Plus. And again, couple that with the other rumor, and the 6 Plus and the 6 might actually become the 7 and 7 Plus. There's some more rumors out there about the next-gen Apple TV, and this time the rumor is not what it'll have, but repeat what it will not have, and that is 4K video streaming. This according to John Pazowski, now at BuzzFeed, whom is basing the lack of 4K video content via sources in positions to know. Of course, given the number of 4K TVs, or actually the lack of number of 4K TVs out there, this is not likely going to hurt 4th gen Apple TV sales. Also, there is a general lack of 4K content. Yes, Netflix has announced that they have some 4K content, but it's not much, very little. And 4K video is a major bandwidth hog. You need to have almost 20 megabits per second to really stream 4K video good. Now, given how long we have been waiting for the new Apple TV, just getting the previously rumored features, Siri remote, and an improved remote as well, the A8 processor and the App Store. To me, that's enough for me. Uh, I don't have a 4K TV, so I'm not really all that concerned. I just want the new Apple TV already. Enough is enough, Apple. Release it. In news under the did not see that coming, not category. Or, hey, here's another way that Sammy is copying Apple category. Or, people that plan to build glass houses should not throw stones category. And, well, this is all with regards to Ben the Gate. Yes, the Sammy Galaxy S6 bends. And with exactly the same amount of pressure required to bend the iPhone 6 Plus. And the 6S or the S6 from Sammy, its screen shatters during the bend far easier than this iPhone 6 Plus's screen. So far, no tweets from the Sammy group slamming their own product about bending. If you don't remember, back in September, Sammy released a tweet about their new Galaxy Note Edge at the time with the words curved, not bent in the tweet. To which last week I tweeted a reply to that tweet, curved and bent pound Galaxy S6, just saying. No reply from Sammy to my tweet, chickens. Thanks to Mike M and a few others for this next one, which is that Sammy supposedly paid a bunch of fake fanboys to show up at the launch event in Shanghai. Sammy supposedly paid about 500 people out of the roughly 1,000 that showed up for the event. According to one of the people that was paid to recruit fans, he said Sammy was looking for people under 30 who looked like students. 
The fake fans were supposedly told to tell the press they attended the event because they were Sammy fans or because they were interested in the new Sammy phones. Yet half of the people at the event were taking pictures of the new devices with their iPhones. If this sounds familiar, yes, Sammy in the past has been accused of paying people to show up for launches of its products. However, this time, Sammy is officially dismissing this report, saying that the whole story is, quote, totally groundless and bogus, unquote. Sammy said that all attendees who, they said numbered over 1,100, were, quote, formally invited, unquote, to the Galaxy S6 launch event in Shanghai. Well, here at Today in iOS, we don't like to just take these stories or responses at face value. So I spent the last couple of days digging into Samsung's claims that these attendees were, quote, formally invited, unquote. And I can say, yes, yes, they were all formally invited. How do I know this? Well, I was able to see one of the formal invitations for myself from someone that attended. Sadly, this is an audio podcast, so I can't show you the picture right now of the invitation, but hey, let me describe it to you. On the front of the invitation, which by the way, has some very nice artwork and detail to it. Um, Anyway, on the front of the invitation across the top, it said, Federal Reserve Note, the United States of America. There was a drawing of Andrew Jackson on the front, and in the four corners, there was the number 20. I'm guessing that represents that this was the 20th person who was invited Smart of them to number each of those invitations. So, yep, all looks like Sammy was on the up and up this time. I feel bad for doubting them now. Hey, Rob, this is Bob from uh, Babylon, Long Island. Uh, had some issues with the upgrade of iOS 8.2 and uh, had some series issue. I'm a voiceover user, and I know when I dictate into uh, the message app, when I'm done dictating and I end it, it starts to read the line that it inserted, and then it goes back to the beginning and reads it again. That's one issue. I also find that uh, voiceover seems to crash a lot more. Nothing on the screen for a while. You just hear some clicking and some other noises, and then it just comes back. Uh, I know it broke a few apps that I had running. WhatsApp with dictation that messed that one up. I had these two weather apps, uh, Fahrenheit and Celsius, and I used to get uh, temperature updates on my screen on the home screen it would automatically update the temperatures and now it's not doing that either so there was a few issues with the uh, ios 8.2 and i did wait until i did the upgrade about a week or so i just wanted to let you know about those issues that i have had since i've installed it and uh, i did a couple of uh, reinstalls and i did it fresh and i did it clean and still having those issues so hopefully they'll resolve those down the road So thanks for the show, all you do. You do a great job. Take care. Bye-bye. Bob, thanks for the feedback. And I'm wondering, once you do upgrade to iOS 8.3 here, maybe next week or the week after, when you do upgrade to iOS 8.3, let us know how many of your bugs got squashed because there's quite a few in there that Apple's saying, you know, helps improve uh, features and capabilities with voiceover. So it will be interesting to hear if, all your bugs or some of your bugs or any of your bugs got squashed with 8.3. Completely unrelated note, but we are now closer to the launch of the next iPhone than we were from the launch of the last iPhone. So we are now less than six months away from the new iPhone being launched. Into the email bag. Hi Rob, aren't iOS devices supposed to be the 
only have one audio thing going on at once. My 5S has been having more than one at a time. I just had a call, and in the background, I could hear the Giants game I had on MLB at, at bat. I also take my 5S when I walk or bike ride, and I listen to podcasts, audiobooks. When I'm using Map My Walk, it announces mile time points over at the same time as whatever I was listening to. So those are two instances. I remember. I seem to remember that the Apple design is only for a single audio output at a time. What is your recollection regards Gary A in Boise? Hi, Gary. This is a bug. Well, one of the parts of that is a bug that happens every so often where the audio from two different apps are playing at once or you're talking on the phone and you can hear audio from uh, something that was previously playing uh, or you just started playing as a call came in. Um, every now and then I'll have audio from some app playing in the background when I get a phone call or I go to make a phone call. It's usually when I get the phone call. Uh, very annoying, by the way, when that happens. However, uh, there isn't a however, and the exception to two audio streams is map apps and with turn-by-turn. Turn. Those are supposed to play over the audio you are hearing, but not stop it. So if you are using Apple's own maps, turn-by-turn turn directions, you will hear that play over the top of a podcast you're listening to. Uh, it will be interesting to see if 8.3 squashed any of the bugs um, with regards to two audio streams or the audio playing when you're on the phone. Hey, Rob, I seem to have found a bug in 8.2. Now, I don't know if it's just my problem or a problem with the, uh, the version 8.2 software, but ever since I've uploaded the 8.2 on my iPad 4th generation or my iPhone uh, 6, I can no longer create and send an email. I can create the email and type everything I want into it, but then the, sa- the send uh, button, the send button is, is shaded, so it doesn't allow me to send it. However, if I go in to reply to a message that someone has sent to me, and I hit the reply button and I type information, the send button is lit up. So I can send reply messages, but I can't send newly created messages. Love the show. Hope, uh, hope you guys have an answer for that one. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hi, Dave. Sadly, looking through the change log in 8.3, I don't see that issue as one of the ones they fixed, but that doesn't mean they didn't fix it. Let us know if 8.3 actually did fix your issue. Hey, Rob. Dave from New Jersey again. I also found another problem. In the message uh, system, when you receive a text message, used to be before 8.2, you were able to go into the text message uh, person. Let's say, say you sent me a text message. I would be able to go into your text messages and maybe you sent me a specific address that I wanted to keep for a while, but I didn't want two or three of the messages in your group of messages. So I would just, you know, I would just hold my finger on it until a little menu popped up and you had three dots. And when you hit the three dots, it gave you a more menu. And then when you hit the more menu, it would check next to the ones that you wanted to delete and you'd touch all the ones you want to delete. And then when you get to the bottom, it would say, well, maybe there was nine messages total in that message group and seven of them you wanted to delete. It would say delete seven messages and you would say, go ahead and delete it. Well, now all you get at the bottom of the screen when you do that, you either get the option to delete all the messages in that group or none. The camera of all stupid things shows up at the bottom of the messages when you try to do it 
the way I just mentioned. Anyway, that's a pain in the butt because I used to like to do that. Sometimes somebody will send me something. So now I'll have to copy it and paste it somewhere else to save things. But anyway, just thought I'd pass that along too. That That's a real pain. I mean, if you like doing that kind of thing, which I got used to doing for so many upgrades, and now they just arbitrarily take things away, you know? Good old Apple. Sometimes, you know, I wonder. Anyway, still love the show and still love Apple. See you later. Bye. Dave, thanks for the feedback again. They do say there's quite a few message fixes in iOS 8.3, so maybe these fixes will help you with what you're looking for. Uh, there is even one in there that talks about um, that sometimes the ability to forward or delete individual messages, uh, that it fixes an issue with that. So maybe you are actually having a bug and not a missed feature. Let us know if 8.3 allows you to do what you once were able to do. Look forward to hearing back from you for the next show. Back to the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. In response to Jeremy, who wanted to sync his iPhone between his iMac and MacBook, there may this may not solve Jeremy's issues retroactively, but will help in the future. You can set up your main music library on your laptop or on an external hard drive, which both your Mac and your iMac can access. That way, they both um, source the exact same library. For more detailed instructions on how to accomplish this, you can look it up on YouTube. Regards, Andrew. Hi, Rob. Just finished the last episode of TII and heard a listener talk about wanting a jukebox for a room. I have a suggestion. Ion makes a jukebox that sits on a table that would work. It pairs over Bluetooth, so it works whether it's Android or iOS or uh, some other device. Also, it has a USB port in the back, so you can plug in the device while it's transmitting. I use my iPad Mini Gen 1 with the Ion Jukes box. It has a little clip stand to hold the device. Also, I recommend the iOS app called Beat Blaster. It has the look of the big boombox stereo and has a companion app to place on the iPhone to use as a remote. I do have a question. Is there a way to remove the Apple Watch app from my iPhone 6? I have no plans to buy an Apple Watch because I have a Martin or Martian notifier watch which pairs to my iPhone or notifications via Bluetooth regards Tom in New Mexico. And Tom, thank you for the feedback. And to your question, nope. It is undeletable. So just put it in the folder next to the newsstand and that will be it. It'll be out of sight, out of mind. Hi Rob, do disable video autoplay on Facebook. You used to have to go into the settings app to do this. Now you can go into the Facebook app itself to do this. Once you're in the app, go to settings, video, and photos, slash autoplay, and then tick never play videos automatically. Hope that helps. So again, go into settings, then video and photos, then autoplay, and then tick never play videos automatically. Regards, Steve in Brisbane. Well, Steve, thanks for the update on that. Hey, Rob. This is David from Pico Rivera, California. I just wanted to let you know that today I received a Kickstarter project I funded back in September of 2012. Wow, two years, eight months later. Does this mean that there's hope that you and I will receive our SOS charger, which we both funded? Love the show, Rob. 
keep up the great work. And hey, keep hope alive. David, thanks for the voicemail. Yeah, we'll see about the SOS charger. Definitely not holding my breath on that one. I, I am, I'm upset with that one still because it's not like they didn't get the project done. That I could live with. But they got the project done and then decided to ship it out first to third-party retailers that had nothing to do with funding them. So most people that funded the SOS charger have still not received their SOS charger. And that, to me, is just bogus. This week for a Kickstarter project, we have the Safe Wallet. It is a case for the iPhone 6 where the back opens up to allow you to have money and credit cards in there and then closes to keep them safe. Or as they say, quote, the ultimate protective iPhone 6 wallet case with built-in kickstand and safe pen, unquote. They had a modest goal of 10K. They are over 23K and counting. And you have until May 16th at 11.46 a.m. Central Time to fund this one. Pricing on this is $69 for one, $118 for two. Again, this is just for the iPhone 6, not the 6 Plus. Boo. Search for Safe Wallet, two words, at kickstarter.com or in the show notes for episode 343 over at todayinios.com. Hi, Rob. I must say I was intrigued by your idea of photographing your wrist and imprinting that on a custom iWatch strap, creating the illusion of the watch floating on your wrist. That is, until I looked at my own wrist and found it, well, rather unphotogenic. But perhaps your wrist is more interesting than most. Maybe you have an intricate tat sleeve that would reproduce well on a strap. Or perhaps you have some very interesting bulging varicose veins to add graphic detail. If so, I look forward to you posting some of these photographs as artwork for your next podcast. If not, perhaps your money might be invested better elsewhere. That's all for now. Look forward to seeing you day one in line at the Apple Store. Tracy, thanks for the feedback. And I just want to say this. I really am thinking of getting that strap custom made to look like my wrist so that it looks like the iPhone is or the Apple Watch is floating on my wrist. I think it would be kind of funny. And for your comments about seeing me day one waiting in line at the Apple Store, yeah. Don't, no, don't wait in line. If you want the Apple Watch, you really want the Apple Watch, you got to get online, as in on the internet, 12.01 a.m. Pacific time, 3.01 a.m. Eastern time on the 10th, and order then into the email bag. Hi, Rob. This is in response to the gentleman who called in looking to hear Siri read back her responses. Go to settings, general, Siri, and check the voice feedback box to always. So again, settings, then general, then Siri, and check the voice feedback to always. This should fix her their problem, assuming that the issue is indeed not a glitch. Regards, Andrew. Hi, Rob and all. At present, I'm using an app called Alarmed to notify me of reminders and appointments. I use this because it is it has a feature that will keep sounding an alarm till it is canceled by the user. Calendar app and reminder apps only give a single beep. Does anyone know of a way to get the calendar to have a relentless tone without jailbreaking? Regards, Adam M. Hi, Adam. Probably not the solution you want, but what I do, because I also can't stand that single beep, is 
every morning when I get up, I look at my calendar for the day and I set alarm. I set my alarm clock for multiple alarms throughout the day. So I look at my calendar. If I got a call at a certain time, I just set the alarm for it. And if it's really important, I'll set two alarms, one for five minutes before, one for two minutes before. So that's what I do each day. But if anyone else has any suggestions, give us a call, send in an email, let us know what your thoughts are to help Adam with a, uh, an app for alarms, a calendar app. Back to the email bag. Hi Rob, the stock calendar app used to show public holidays, but no longer appears to do so. Is there a way I can get public holidays to show again? Regards, Steve in Brisbane. Hi Steve, not that I know of, but if anyone does, please email us or call us in and let us know what app or how to get that back or if there's a better app for calendars that has the public holidays. Hi Rob, this is a repeat question. After several iPhones, I still have not found a way to mass send all incoming emails to Trash without jailbreaking. You should be able to move them all as you can edit, delete all trash. I thought this was going to be fixed, unquote, unquote, with the iPhone 6, but it still isn't there unless I'm missing something. Although there is no direct procedure on the iPad either, I found a three-step sequence that usually works, but it's not on the iPhone. Regards, Michael A. Well, Michael, nope. It's still no way to do big bulk deletes on the iPhone for emails, not even in iOS 8.3, maybe 8.4 or 9.0. Sorry. Hey, Rob. I love the show, man. I've been listening for a long time. And over the past few months, something you say really, really annoys me now. When you give out your phone number, I listen to your podcast at one and a half speed. So when you say all those sixes, ah, it just just irks me. So I find myself listening to your podcast now with my thumb hovering over the uh, 15 second skip ahead button, just waiting for you to um, ask the listeners to call in. Hey, by the way, uh, why do you have to give out your phone number so much? Anyways, seems like uh, once at the beginning and once at the end would be we would be good enough. All right, man. Please uh, consider this, and I donated for your uh, Apple Watch. Hope you get it. All right, bye. Well, first off, thanks to everyone who's gone to the front page of todayinios.com and scrolled down on the bottom right and clicked on the donate button to help donate to my Apple Watch fund. I appreciate that. And, or if you're just donating to the show in general, I appreciate that. Now, per uh, giving out the phone number, I tried not to do that this episode, and we'll see how many calls we get as compared to a regular episode. Um, but the main reason why I do it multiple times in the show is because early on when I was giving out the phone number to the show, I was only doing it at the beginning and the end, and people were saying, could you please repeat it in the middle when you have a call to action? Because I can't always remember the number. So I just started saying it quite often whenever I was really at a point where it was a call to action. So let's see how this show and goes with feedback. And if there's not much feedback, then the next episode, we're back to whenever I have a call out for help. For those looking to get HBO now, well, now you can get the free trial anywhere in the world on Apple TV, which is perfect timing for the April 12th premiere of Game of Thrones. Actually, if you have an Apple TV or an iPhone or iPad, you can get the HBO Now app and get HBO free for 30 days. 
Step one, go to HBO Now, Tile on Apple TV, or download the HBO Now app on your iOS device. Uh, step two, launch the app from your device and tap on or select the Start Your Free Trial with iTunes. Uh, and then step three, confirm the purchase. Please note, while initially the purchase is $0, you are agreeing to a, a auto-renew at the end of the trial period, which means you will automatically be billed $14.99 in 30 days. So you are signing up for a recurring subscription of $14.99 until you cancel with the first month free. Step four, you will be required to create an HBO Now account with a valid email address. Once done, tap on register for HBO Now button at the bottom. I will be doing this once I get back from Las Vegas and NAB and MX so I can get through the remainder of season four of Game of Thrones and get caught up on season five. Might even go back and rewatch the first three seasons with the wife. But remember, you are signing up to a zombie subscription when you do this which means you will keep getting billed until you go in and kill the billing yourself. This is an auto-renew, recurring subscription. If you sign up, understand you will be billed 30 days from now. Thanks again to lynda.com for their support of TII. And if you go to lynda.com slash TII, that's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash TII, you will get a free 10-day trial to their 3,000 plus video tutorials, Thanks, Linda, for sponsoring this show and for the free offer. Per those in the NCAA pool, if you are looking at the rankings, Robert W. is me, Robert W. 2 is my oldest son, and Robert W. 3 is my youngest son. That said, congrats to Jordan Hopper, who just killed everyone in the field. Uh, he had 331 points. Second place was uh, Jose Baez, who won it last year, and uh, he had 260 points. Jordan actually uh, lost the last game with a pick of Wisconsin versus Jose, who had to correctly pick. So Jose actually got the correct pick. But Jordan had the right mix of upsets picked correctly to give him a very, very large margin of victory for one of these pools. Jordan, uh, well, I've already contacted you, and we'll, I'll be getting with you on some options of some items I have here to give away. And before we go today, I do want to remind you to send in your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG, or record your feedback and email it to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback can be a question or comment for something someone said on this episode, or it can be a question or rant you have about something else, an app, a product review, good or bad, as long as it's iOS-related, it is welcomed. I'm always looking for new artwork to feature that you've created on iOS device. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we're always looking for more music created on an iOS device to play on the show. This is your show and your feedback is greatly desired. And don't forget to check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.com slash community. Uh, one thing I do want to also mention uh, for feedback with the Apple Watch, if you do go to the Apple Store in the next week or two weeks, as soon as you leave the store, call the show. Tell us your feedback of the Apple Watch. What you thought. Are you going to get it? Did you order it? So if you are someone that goes to the Apple Store and tries on an Apple Watch, please call the show at the Apple Store. As soon as you leave the Apple Store, let us know your feedback and thoughts on the Apple Watch. And as I mentioned earlier, I am down to, I think, about one song in my queue. So if you have some music you've created on iOS device, please, please, please send it in. For those of you going to NAB and or NMX, 
Uh, I will be at the event. Libsyn has a booth. North Hall N7714, which is the in the New Media Expo area. I will also be speaking about podcasting on Monday afternoon. Um, so if you're going, please stop by the Libsyn booth and say hi. NAB NMX is in Las Vegas, April 13th to the 16th. Hope to see you there. Because of that show, however, on the next episode, as I mentioned earlier, will not be until the week of April 20th. And finally, there is the TII app, which is now free to you. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store. It is the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released. Please go right now and download the TII app. And did I mention it is free? And that, folks, is going to do it for us today. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, from Today in iOS, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I. 